0: What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go. Many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And as always, like the Blazing Defender Report. And now, for your listening pleasure, The Blazing Defender Report, with your host, Travis Joe! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode 79. Blazing Defender Report, what's going on, everybody? Happy Friday to you. Thank you everybody that's joining in. And let me just say, I don't normally say this. Um, this may be a Blazing Defender first, but like when I'm getting the show ready, I've got, you know, I've got shit to do and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to play the music and doing all this stuff. And I always see who joins the chat, right? Because I'm right here, like I'm looking at the chat as we speak and I see people that are joining in and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jason Jones. Dan, oh Big Dan, Frederick Debo's in the house, my boy Casey, Don, Don I think's a, a newbie, welcome Don. Renee Abner was the first one in the chat, so welcome Renee, how are you, uh, thank you for joining the Blazing Defender comic book report, what's going on everybody, uh, I'm back, right, hey, I was gone, I, I can fucking go places, can I, yeah. Uh, I was in the IFF convention in Seattle, the hundred-year convention of the IFF. It's kind of a big deal, you know. Uh, I was voted as a delegate to go. Uh, you vote on bylaws and stuff. It's actually a really good thing. A lot of it's really boring and dry. It's just shit that needs to be done and it needs to be talked about. So, uh, but we we had a great time. Seattle's wonderful, but God. Damn, Seattle got some bums. Motherfuckers got bums, man. Like Louisville's got bums. I think we house more bums, but Seattle got a bum every twenty feet. Like I'm shit, you not. Like if it was raining and there was a bunch of puddles, you could step on a bum and get to wherever you fucking needed to go. And your feet would never, would never uh, hit the ground. Uh, it's pretty, pretty fucking crazy. Uh, but yeah. Seattle, nice town uh, Weather was fantastic and a- Apparently we got the best five days That Seattle will ever see I don't know uh, Great time, nevertheless But that's the reason That I wasn't here uh, I was still reading comic books Of course, as always And, um Well, we got a lot to talk about, guys We got a fucking shit ton To talk about uh, But first, um uh, I have to give a huge thank you to everybody that voted in the podcasting awards. Because yours truly and the BDR are nominated, not one time, but two times. Two times in a row, baby. Blazing Defender Report Podcast Award nominee... For the second year in a row. And I could not have done it without you guys. I asked you guys to vote and you did. I cannot thank you enough. Uh, I have to also give a shout out to my boys. Uh, Dennis Robinson, who's in the chat, is also the co host on Botched, a D&D podcast. Um, They were actually telling people to vote for me in gaming while they were also nominated in comedy. They were telling people to vote for me in gaming, but they also got nominated in gaming. So your fucking fans don't listen to you, Dennis. Uh, no, but congratulations, guys. Uh, it's it's very. To, I, I feel like m- to me and the guys and the boys that botched, it was important for us to be nominated again. It gives us some validity, and uh, it gives us not that we need it. Uh, I need it. They don't need it. But it, it you know, it just it makes you feel makes you feel really, really good um, that people thought enough of you to take the time to go log in, log in, and vote. Now, for everybody that logged in and voted, uh, there was a a guy at my work that voted for me. He also received an email saying that he was uh, randomly selected to become a judge for the podcast awards. So, be looking for that email, people, because we need all the fucking judges we can get. Uh, it's typically a, a panel that votes, but there obviously are some random judging as well. So, uh, guys, I mean, I, dude, I'm so fucking excited. Like, it was like the day I got back, I got back on the 10th. I found out on the 11th. I think Dennis was the first one that uh, instant messaged me and said, Hey man, congrats. Uh, and I was like, on oh, what? What do I do now? Uh, so uh, beyond elated, beyond elated. Uh, now I feel like not get, being nominated is a win because you guys did that for me. It's not somebody that doesn't listen to my show and doesn't get it. I really don't know what you get, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, I've won because you guys nominated me. I've already won. But that is not to say that if I was to win one of these awards that I wouldn't find a like a Mantle that came over my shoulder, and the motherfucker was like in the shot with me the entire time. I'm not gonna say I wouldn't do that because I fucking would. Uh, I would do that. Uh, so, but yeah, guys, thank you so much. It's it's a big it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to me. And uh, and thank you, thank you. You guys win fucking fans of the year. Love you guys. Thank you so much. All right, fuck enough of that shit. And uh, thanks to botch. I also want to say, because I haven't said the last few episodes, I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. And I am one of two shows on that network that was nominated. Because they didn't want to do it. They're so stupid. Uh, But anyway, thank you so much for... uh, Mike Woodard, my producer, who does a lot of great shit for the iTunes for my audio. If you've never listened to the iTunes show, you really should, because Mike makes it very professional Uh, like I don't know how he does it with the content that I give him but he does a great job Uh, so yeah check that out and collector zone guys these dudes are blowing up go to collector zone canteen on Facebook if you collect toys and pop figures and all that these guys are kicking ass they they've been with me damn near since day one they already have a physical location they were doing pretty damn well besides themselves and they now they went and got a store where you can go buy shit. Who have thought of that? Um, so they're doing great. They've got Sideshow toys now, which is fantastic. I have a Hulk, um, that a Sideshow Ragnarok Gladiator Hulk that I'm going to have to do an unboxing for because it's just that fucking epic. I mean, this thing is fucking epic. You can get it from Collector's Own. Um, Marcos is usually in the chat. I guess he's working. What a bum. But uh, Marcos is one of, the, one of the founders, one of the owners. You can go to the Collector's Own Canteen and actually get one-on-one talk and conversation and, and, and interaction with the owners of the company. No, nobody does that. Uh, if you can't find a special uh, exclusive pop, they will hunt it down for you. That's what these guys do for you. It's fantastic. Another place I want to talk about, if you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, The Zone. The Zone comic and toy shop. Dan Thompson, who's in the chat right now, this motherfucker, he buys shit, he bought a G.I. Joe collection, he's bought a Transformers collection, he's got all this stuff at his shop, I'm going to be talking about some fantastic comic books today, I'm also fucking hyped about two, no, three books that are going to be coming out real soon, you could call Dan and be like, yo, I'm Blazing Defenders, boy. Uh, I need you to hold these books for me, and I'm gonna come pick pick them up. He gonna do that for you, all right? He gonna start you a little pull list. Every month, these books come in. He's gonna put them in a little folder. You walk in, you pick your books up, you fucking leave. Bam! It's that fucking easy. It's like a weed dispensary uh, for comic books. Like you go in, you tell them what you want. They put in a little thing. They go here, man. Take, go get high, motherfucker, get high. So. Check out the Zone Comic Shop, and it's a pretty damn nice fucking shop too. Oh, Debo put the link in the in the in the chat. Thank you, Debo. Debo is my my uh, pseudo producer. Uh, fantastic. Thank you, Debo, for that. But yeah, man. Yes, Tony, you need to get your ass to the Zone. Go to the Zone Comic Shop. Just just go check it out. Just look around because it's he's got fucking toys. All right, I talk about that shit all day. All right some stuff that I am pumped about that you can go to the zone and get guys I, I don't I guess I went a little overboard with the images tonight uh, because I've got images out the ass um yeah out the ass I got a big ass so I put a lot of images in there all right new stuff guys this is new stuff this is not out yet but it is coming out and you want to be on that train. I'm telling you, all of you know I dig the Black Order, not the Col Obsidian. That's some shit that they they did in the movie. Which don't get me wrong, the movie's a masterpiece. I'm not saying anything against the movie. They're the Black Order, all right. Uh, they're getting their own book, okay. Uh, if you're not familiar, if you watched Infinity War, which I'm sure a lot of you did, even with your kids, you know that. The Black Order was the the, the children of Thanos, so to speak. So it says the War Masters of Thanos, the Black Order number one. Alright, this is brought to you by Derek Lange, who did Skull Dudgery Pleasant. Not familiar with it, but I am familiar with Philip Tan who does the artwork. Looks really, really cool and one of the Avengers No Surrender stories, we got a uh, rebirth of the Black Order, so to speak, by the Grandmaster. The Grandmaster is putting the Black Order on another mission, and they could run into somebody more ruthless than they are. That's kind of the tagline. Um, It's not in stores till November seventh, but you're going to want to read this. You're going to want to see this, and if you if you love the movie as much as I did, you're going to want to know more about the Black Order. Now, let's see. Casey said, "Did they tag Super Giant out for Black Swan?" It looks like they did, Case, because uh, Super was not listed in the the, the character uh, list. So uh, Super Giant was kind of um, was kind of an odd an odd character. Uh, not saying Black Swan isn't that's for sure because Black Swan is definitely weird. And if you didn't read Infinity, you're like, who the fuck is Black Black Swan? So, uh, but I'm very, very, very excited for this. I really kind of hope they dive into the origin stories of these guys. Because we don't know shit. We don't know shit about them, really. I mean, they just kind of showed up in Infinity and fucking Thanos had these badass fucking minions with him. You know, he called them his generals. So, I'd really like to to see more about them. Like, backstories, origin stories. Uh, This is not kind of what I wanted, uh, like, a, a, a... team story a black order story i wanted kind of like individuals like my maybe mini shots but i'll take it i'll take whatever i can get jason asked why thanos is behind him i have no idea maybe thanos is always kind of with them you know what i mean like they kind of failed him because actually they were all killed and then they were all brought back by the grandmaster but can we still call him at casey because he's technically not the grandmaster anymore is he i'm getting in the weeds don't want to do that to you black order check that shit out man it's gonna be fucking dope Uh, cannot wait this next one I know you guys I know my fan base I know you give me a ton of shit for not being a Spider-Man fan but Donnie Cates holy shit this dude is he I don't know if I've seen a writer pole vault to the talent uh, uh, like the, the upper echelon of talent in, in comics in such a short time. I mean, everything the kid writes is fucking dope. He's on Venom right now, which is fantastic. And this right here is a one-shot called The Web of Venom Number 1. And he's on Comic Book Resources talking about how huge this story is going to be to Venom and the entire MCU. So I am fucking pumped for this because, like, He's made me a Venom fan, like Venom is one of my favorite things on the shelves right now because this kid is such a fucking phenomenal writer. So uh, I'm really, really excited about this, about this uh, this comic book and like him talking about how big it is, is great. Now I, the interiors is by Danello Beirut, do not know anything about him, it didn't even list any uh, credits behind his name, Have no idea who it is. The cover art was done by somebody else. It is a one shot, so it'll be one story. It'll probably be around five or six bucks, uh, but it's going to be worth it, guys. You're going to want to fucking get that. Uh, and like I said, it's Danny Donny Cates, man, the, the kid is on fucking fire. I mean, he's got the Midas touch right now. This next book, I seen this on um, Instagram and lost my shit. Because, I tell you, and we're going to talk about one of his books today, The Magic Order. Mark Millar Miller, he's Welsh. Who the fuck knows how he says it? I'm going to say Miller because that's what it looks like. And if I put my hickish twang behind Millar, it would sound like Miller anyway. So I'm going to just be me, yo. And it's Mark Miller uh, and Raphael Aberkirk. Dude, this, I am so hyped for this. And this is why. I love Mark. Mark has made some of some of my favorite stories. Now he lost his way a little bit. I'm, I will give you that. He kind of he kind of put some stories out there that were uh, a lot more flash than substance. let's put it that way, okay? But the dude's got a great mind and he's got great stories. This is called Prodigy. It's about the smartest man in the world. And I cannot wait for this. He says it's the smartest thing that he's written. The smartest story that he's written. Uh, when, are we, when are we talking about this coming out? Uh, it doesn't say. December. I remember seeing it now. So I didn't write it down. But it's December 5th, I believe. Um, uh, the Magic Order is... or I'm sorry. Let's see. It did. We did not have a date for Carnage. Did not have a date for Carnage But this is December Black Order is going to be November So we got a lot of cool shit coming up man um, You're going to want to catch this out Alright now Miller Yeah that's Yeah, that, I mean, that's the way I would say it It doesn't look like it's pronounced that way But I've seen interviews and stuff And they say Miller So it's Miller uh, Yeah you say Thanos is dead We're going to talk a little bit about that Jason Because I don't know if he's dead or not uh, now I know what you're gonna say, and we're gonna talk about it because I do have Infinity War on the shelf today to talk about. So uh, we'll fuck it, man. We can just jump right into it. Nice segue there, Jay. Appreciate the segue help. Always, always appreciated. Let's just go ahead and start with Infinity War. We're not gonna start with it, but I cannot pass up a fucking good segue, right? All right, Infinity Wars. Okay, now. Um, If you've been reading this And I hope you have Because it's been fucking good man It's been really fucking good I'm really curious what uh, Casey um, Casey Strohs has to say about it Because he's a big He's our big uh, cosmic guy He loves all that stuff Alright I had to take a drink there Sorry guys Okay You have this Mysterious character Named Requiem Requiem We now know It is, spoiler alert, Gamora. Actually, Marvel kind of spoiled it before the comic did. So, uh, Gamora has lost part of herself in the Soul Stone. She's trying to get the stones back together. So, I think she can reclaim part of herself. Well, the Infinity Watch, uh, which is these guys in this cover right here, they really think this is a fucking bad idea. Um, so they try to keep her from doing it. The last issue we did see Gamora behead Thanos. Now this issue we kind of get um, a little bit of. Let's see here. Okay, what well, th- this is? This issue kind of deals with the ramifications of the last issue, and this is this this shot right here is what I mean. Gamora actually, you know, Star Lord is trying to talk to Gamora. She's not going to kill me, guys. Well, she did. And that's kind of how the book ended. She impales Peter with this fucking huge-ass, badass sword. And let me just say, man, uh, Gabriel Otto's art is fucking fantastic. Like, I fucking love this artwork. I mean, it's, it's just fucking badass. So, people can say what they want to about it. I don't give a shit. I fucking love it. So now you've got this. Well, in this issue, we get, let's see, I don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. Let's do this. Um, Dr. Strange has the time stone. We always know he's got the time stone, right? Don't Strange always have the time stone? So Strange actually saves Peter, but, um, he uses the time stone to save Peter. Now, did Gamora know this was going to happen? I don't know because she said before she killed him, "You're not really dead, or you're already dead, or some shit like that." All right. So, but this is a very cool shot of actually of Strange using the time stone to save Peter from this death. Now, Gamora has lost her shit. Okay, and she is on a, a level. That I have not seen before, mainly because she has the Power Stone, uh, but she's trying to collect the rest of them. Now, the interesting part of this story is Turk. Now, if you don't know who Turk is, if you're not a Daredevil fan, but you have seen the Netflix series, Turk is kind of like the low-level minion guy that is always kind of in the know of all the bullshit. Okay, like all the gun running, all the drugs. Daredevil goes and cracks his head and he always gives up something. Turk is in possession of the Mindstone, which is fucking nuts, right? So there's this uh, huge conversation, debate, whatever you want to call it, deal that Strange and Turk have that's really, really cool. Um, I, I really dug that part of the story. i really love the action. I'm digging the arts. Uh, What else? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, look at this. I mean, this this art's just... It's, it's beautiful. Like, right here... I had to put this in because I'm such a huge Rocket Raccoon fan. Rocket's peppering one of Turks' minions. I don't even know who this is. Like, he reminds... If you watch Preacher, you know how Jesus or God is uh, kind of masquerading as this Dalmatian? That's kind of what this dude <laughs> reminds me of. But when you shoot him, it, like... Shoots, he shoots at everywhere, and Rockets like, Look at this dude's stupid power! And he's just shooting him. And as you can see in this panel, third panel down, it's just ricocheting off of him, and going everywhere. And then Tony kind of puts an end to it, and he's like, Where the fuck is Strange at? Because Tony wants to know what's going on. And I asked Casey what he thought here, he said. Uh, man, I'm liking it, but I got weird feelings about the cosmic stuff since Warlock put Surfer and Galactus back together. Yes, um, that's we're getting into weeds with that case. I agree. Like Warlock, real quick, just real quick, Galactus was eating worlds. That's what he does. He's the the devourer. He became the life bringer due to some stuff that happened in the Ultimates comic book. Okay, to stop. Ultron who had one of the stones, I don't remember which one it was, Warlock to stop him he needed Galactus's help so I believe it was Surfer that went back to Galactus and said, hey man if you come back to the dark side and become the devourer and eat this world Ultron's on I'll come back to you and it was a big thing and it was, you know, I, I liked it and I didn't like it Didn't we always know he was going to go back to the Devourer, though, Case? I mean, Galactus, the Lifebringer, is kind of... I don't want to say gay, because that's incorrect, so I'll just say gay. Um, But, yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, I thought it was cool, but... um, Oh, yeah, and and Turk is a classic Spider-Man baddie. See, I'm not a Spider-Man fan, so I didn't know that, so thank you for that. See? The chat, man. You can learn shit in the chat. That's really cool. Uh, But, yeah, so... There's, there's a lot of stuff going on If you love the cosmic stuff Oh, and I had, to, I had to throw this shot in there I mean, look at this The Avengers show up And let me tell you something Like, this is kind of halfway through the book Like, everything I'm showing you All this action, we're like halfway through This is a big, big action book And then you've got this The Avengers show up you're like, oh, shit, it's on now Not really Gamora kind of handles it <laughs> Like, she does this thing to Strange and Cap where she uses a reality stone and kind of smashes them together. It's kind of gross. And they're, like, conjoined. Like, fucked up ass conjoined twins. And they're, like... "Ah, Like, they're fucked up, dude. It's kind of disturbing to look at. But, like, she handles it, dude. She handles it. She is on another level, alright, with these stones. So um is it better having galactus or I'm sorry thanos around carrying the stones uh yeah so that's a great shot but it's a beautiful shot of of, of the avengers so I really really dug that okay um let's just uh, what's the score you know like I could talk about this book all day I'm going to give oh man I don't know it's so good like I love action so this has been a good story and you know I love the, pre- the the preludes up to this One was really good I don't know what I gave it It was probably like an 8 I'm going to give this an 8-5 Because it's, it progressed the story They used violence and action To progress the story Which I always love The Strange Turk stuff was really cool So it's smart It's smart I like it I like where it's going And uh, the, what I wanted to say About Thanos being dead Is I don't know if she's hearing thanos and we get some backstory with gamora and thanos a la infinity war the movie it's a lot like that okay um so i don't know if he's dead he's in the soul stone because the soul stone's fucked up like there's something definitely wrong in the soul stone so you kind of get some of that in this here too so we're getting closer to that But, come on, man. It's Thanos. He ain't fucking dead. The dude is coming back. Thanos is on fire more than anybody in the Marvel Universe right now because of the fucking movie. They're not killing him off. And if they do, it's not going to be for fucking long. You can bet your ass on that. So, give it a score, asshole. 8.5. I gave it a score. Uh, It's really, really good, guys. You're going to want to check it out. Okay. Uh, Yeah, and get, get the first one, too. Because the first one is it's it's fantastic. Uh, okay, transition to something a little more earthbound. You know what I'm saying? Segways, baby. Pot, that's that's how you get nominated, motherfuckers. You got segways. That's the key. Segways. No, it's really not. I don't, don't don't even know what the fuck I just said. Okay, Batman. We're gonna get more down to earth here. We're gonna bring it back. Tom King. Uh, hold on a minute. Let me wipe my mouth because y'all know I love Tom King Tom King uh, basically crushed Batman by having him being left basically at the altar, the equivalent of a superhero on a rooftop at the altar whatever, Catwoman left him she realizes that Bruce cannot be Batman and be happy at the same time and uh, Batman is just too important to the world to lose Um, so he's lost his shit which a unhinged Bruce Wayne and unhinged Batman is like my favorite Batman. Doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's fucking glorious. Um, this is a courtroom drama, and uh, Lee Weeks is fucking amazing. This, this, okay. Batman has basically talked or coerced. Mr. Freeze into uh, admitting he murdered three women. Okay, So now he's on trial. Bruce Wayne bribes his way on to the jury to make sure that they don't convict Victor Freeze. What? Why the fuck would he do that? We really don't know. From this issue, it looks like Bruce made a mistake. And that's the only thing I can think of is why else is he doing this? Bruce loses his shit, beats the dog crap out of Freeze. The evidence though that everybody has presented, even the evidence that Batman found, still shows that Freeze probably did it. So this jury is so, they're so ate up with Batman. Like Batman has saved everyone on that jury. Which is, this is a great moment in this story. Uh, it just goes to show you you can make a great comic book and not need a lot of action like I love courtroom shit and this is great courtroom shit now I do have this uh, Batman is or Bruce is talking about all the rogues that have come through Gotham and Batman has starwarded so he's he's making his argument to the jury about how we love Batman we love Batman I love Batman too Bruce even says that like I bought full into Batman. If you were a smart guy and you're listening to Bruce talk, you would almost draw the parallel, I think. Okay, but he's Bruce Wayne, he's rich, he's flighty, there's no way, right? Okay, yeah, we get it. So, but this is, a, I just want to show you this this shot right here because it's fantastic fucking art, man. Like, you got the Scarecrow, you got the Riddler, or, yeah, the Riddler, and you got uh, the Penguin. It just looks really, really great. Now, this is the reason Lee Weeks is a perfect Uh, Fit for this book is this right here like see how like have you ever seen a courtroom uh, Rendering it's kind of like sketchy and the the colors kind of you know not quite in the lines and all that That's what this looks like to me. So this is it's just just a Perfect for this type of story, but basically he asked people here who is here because Batman has saved you at some point in your life? And they all raise their hands, and even Bruce says, "Me too." So Bruce is basically trying to convince all these Batman fans that uh, he's wrong, that he is a man, he's infallible, and he goes into the story about how he was hurt. And the whole time they think he's talking about losing his parents, he's talking about losing Catwoman. It's just the parallels that Tom King draws in this, it's just fantastic. It's brilliant writing. It's been brilliant writing. I was reading the comments because I read this online. I was reading the comments, and people were like, ah, it's a story no one will remember in two years. You know, I'm like, well, what the fuck? Because it didn't have the Joker in it? No, I remember stories like this. Because they're so different, and that's what Tom King brings you, man. He gives you a fucking different story all the time. It's like, oh, what's this? What the fuck is going on? I don't know what's happening. Holy shit! I fucking get it. He's he's a very sharp dude, man. XCI analyst. I can kind of see why now. Um, so yeah, this is a fantastic book. I give this an eight point five as well. And I almost go a nine. Uh, I'm really kind of hoping that the conclusion of this story will be a nine. Uh, very, very good, man. I like, I just I love Tom King. Um, yeah, Jason Jones says, yeah, lots of shade getting thrown this issue. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Is it? I mean, I could have showed you page after page of Lee Weeks drawing Batman on the fucking gargoyles and him swooping down and kicking people's because there's, there's those pages in here too they're in retrospect of course because this is what's going on right now but it, it's I don't understand it man Like wh- that, that's when you know you've made it is when people hate everything you fucking do that's when you know you've made it and trust me Tom King's got a hell of a lot more uh, fans out there than he does haters because this is just fucking brilliant writing and I'm going to buy anything fucking Tom King writes uh, from here on out I'm just telling you Alright. Enough of sucking Tom King's dick. We get it. Travis loves Tom King's dick. I do. Okay. The next book. Uh I always try to give you guys a little something different. Like, I'm a superhero guy. I like Captain America. Love me some motherfucking Thor. Uh, I've went cosmic. I've went courtroom. Now we go whore. Dude, transition I mean, really? Could I be I'm on fucking fire right now. Transitions. Oh god, I can't even make I can't even say it with a straight face. Alright. Gideon Falls, Jeff Lamar, Andrea Soriento, oh my god, peanut butter and motherfucking jelly with like, I don't know, chocolate sprinkles, whatever makes that shit better. That's what this is. I'm not a horror guy. I'm not. I mean, I dig it, but comic book wise, typically I don't. This is gorgeous. And this is a fucking creepy ass story. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so weird. It's Soriento's art is just freaking man's jaw dropping and i'm going to show you so there's the story is about a red barn this red barn appears to people and people get fucking killed all right so if you've ever seen a barn like out like you're on the expressway like next time okay you're driving you're on the expressway you're out in this fucking rural country how about kentucky yeah kentucky's got lots of that shit. You look out to the side and you see this old fucking rickety barn. And I know you've done it. I've done it. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, fuck that, man. You couldn't pay me to stay a night in there by myself. You know what I mean? They're just creepy. This is the red barn. It's, I think, it, it, it exists in, a, in another dimensional plane and when it shows up, it is evil incarnated. Now, we finally get to get inside the barn this issue. Been leading up to it, leading up to it, leading up to it. Boom. Now we're in the barn. Our our man of faith, our priest, the guy who's been kind of thrown into this shit show uh, unwillingly, He's trying to save someone that was taken to the Red Barn. This guy who's a doctor who's kind of lost his shit because of the Red Barn. He's like, oh my God, and the Red Barn door shuts. So that's really cool, right? Okay, now we start the LSD trip of the Red Barn. And like I said, Soriento's art is fantastic. And what's cool about this shot right here is you've got... uh, He's a man of faith, right? Well, he's got some issues, and he's got secrets, and the red barn's telling him, you got secrets in your belly, you got secrets in your belly, you got secrets in your belly, you got secrets in your belly. Yeah, like, yeah, it's creepy. It's like that, right? So, and this dude down here, that's fucking Jesus, I guess. Can, can you say fucking Jesus? I, I probably shouldn't have, but I did. Uh, sorry, Jesus. So, that's Jesus, and he's basically like, he's like, the priest is like, hey, help me out here, man. And Jesus is like... You don't have faith in me no more. That's where I get my power from. Now you got to rely on yourself. So it it really took me back to, like, American Gods. If you haven't watched American Gods, you really should, because it's a fantastic show. Uh, but what's really, really cool is, uh, oh, I got a, I, yeah, Mr. Miracle of Chance. i just now seen that. Yes, I, I, Casey, I have. I've, I've, I've recanted on Mr. Miracle. I guess you missed that episode, but I have recanted on Mr. Miracle. Yes. We need to talk about it, but yes, I, I have. Um, okay. So, fuck, uh, what was I saying? All right. Soriento, Mind Trip, Jesus on the Cross. You can't. Oh, American Gods. Thank you. I knew I'd get there. Um, American Gods, like... That's where their uh, their power comes from. It's people that worship them. And when they stop getting people to worship them, they start to lose their power. So, basically, he's like, yeah, man, you're on your own, dude. So, this is a man of faith. This is uh, the people that know about the Red Barn. They lost their last man of faith. And now they've got this guy. So, a lot's riding on him. He doesn't even know it yet. But, like, here's another shot. I just want to show you this gorgeous fucking art that Soriento has. Um, he's still in the red barn. He actually shot somebody in the red barn. Uh, I don't want to tell you who that was, but he was he was trying to save someone, and he did. So now he's like, yeah, I think he's he's all in. Like he didn't believe the shit before. Now he's all in, and this is actually the sheriff of the town. This lady, um, and you know, I'm not even showing you one of the main protagonists who's this crazy guy he's been in a mental asylum he's been walking around New York picking up nails and pieces of wood because he's been telling his therapist he knows his purpose in life and she's like what is it and he wouldn't tell her because he knew it sounded fucking crazy well then the therapist starts seeing the red barn so now her and him are on their way to you know she hypnotized dude the story is fantastic just fucking don't take my word for it pick it up, the the Gideon Falls, it's amazing, it's, it's gorgeous, it's creepy as fuck, it's something different than what you're probably used to in a comic book, um, and that's why I love it so much, I mean, I love this, it's going to be in one of my top five of 2018, it's going to be there, because it's that good. Uh, Dennis or Dennis Rodman. (laughs) That would be awesome if I could interview Dennis Rodman. But the next best thing was Brian Rodman, uh, who does uh, Memoirs of an Angel. And when I interviewed him, he's a big horror genre fan. And I'm like, dude, you have to read this book. Uh, He said he was going to check it out. I really hope he does. I was hoping he'd be in the chat uh, when I talked about this. Okay. It's the Blazing Defender Report. Pick of the week. Guys, great set of comics, right? Blazing Defender. How are you going to make your pick of the week? Well, I'm not done yet because this book is my pick of the week. I had mentioned it previously. Uh, it's fantastic. I love this. I love this book so fucking much. All right. The Magic Order. Mark Millar, Mark Miller, Oliver Coppola. Oliver Coppola may be, uh, like, Soriento. fantastic. Uh, Lee Weeks fantastic Copel is another level to me like I love Oliver Copel's art and I mean look at this cover come on I mean you kidding me this is like this is what I'm, I want my entertainment to be adult I'm an adult I like adult entertainment I like drugs I like well now, don't get me wrong now, I don't like, like drugs but I, sometimes I do don't put words in my mouth, goddammit. I like boobs. I like sex. Adult shit, right? Like, when we were 13, this is what we wanted. You know, we wanted comic books like this. Now, it's not all that, but it does have that element to it. It's what makes it so fantastic. So, The Magic Order, alright? Um, this This book, it's like Harry Potter. It's like... Almost porn Harry Potter for adults, and if you watch the show on Sci-Fi, The Magicians, it's more adult than that. So that's how good this fucking this this book is. Let me give you a little a, a, a little synopsis. I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give you some eye candy for the, uh, the Oliver, Oliver Coppel candy uh, to check out. Why I talk about it? Okay, you've got this magic order that basically protects punks like me and you. From the real threats Of this universe Magic threats Like there's really really Magic out there There's really really magicians There's some that just like anybody else Have very little scruples Very little morals uh, And this order protects us From them Okay. Now there's been a huge Shift in this balance There's a group That have Basically, employed magic assassins to wipe out this Magic Order. Shouldn't be possible, but it is. All right. So now you've got this Magic Order, who a lot of them are family. Okay, it's kind of like a legacy thing. They're like these two guys, uh, this this brother and sister, are going around kind of shaking down low-level magicians, trying to find out what's going on now. If you've been listen, listening to me and watch looking at this, this image, I'm curious to think what you think this image is, because I'll tell you, and maybe you read it down here at the bottom, but this magician here, the guy with the funny looking flute, he's basically siphoning sexual energy off these two hobos fucking. Like I said, man, it's adult. It's adult as fuck. So your boy here is basically like you sick fucker. Are you siphoning energies off of two hobos, fucking. Uh, so yeah, like this shit is crazy. Okay, now I'm gonna give you some more uh, Copal candy here. This is in in, in the, it's violent. It's so violent. Well, one of the heads of the Magic Order, like I thought he may have been the toughest. He may not be so tough. Um. This is the aftermath of a fight with one of the assassins. Like, how gorgeous is this? Like, this dude—I don't even know. Like, that's not even an animal attack. It's like something from the inside ripped him a fucking part. I mean, this is—it's beautiful. It's gorgeous, uh, and that's how Coppola does it, man. It's just gorgeous, beautiful violence and sex. And you've got these great characters, you've got a son that has basically turned his back on the Order, and I think, you know, his father tells him, you had the potential to be greater than all of us, and we need you right now, and he's like, my wife needs me more. And we also learn in this issue that he was inadvertently responsible for the death of his child because of magic and we learned that's why he's pushed it so far away but with this death he's probably going to be getting back into the game so the assassins are badass looking we're learning more and more about this other order that's at war with the other order this is a fucking nine guys this book is a nine this book has been on fucking fire and that's the reason I'm so excited about Prodigy is because Miller is back He's back doing what he's good at, and it's just making like an adult story, an adult action adventure. And uh, he's dipping into the magic realm here, which he hasn't done. And that's what I love about him. He he does different things, and this is just, I love magic shit, and this is just a great book, man. You need to check it out. And like all these books I'm talking about, guys, like all the books today, they're basically just starting. So you can get on board with this. You can get in right now and buy a couple back issues and be current. Uh, read it online. I, you know, I want people to support comic books. I want people to get out to the comic shops, go to the zone. Um, but I really just want people to see these stories and look at this art. And that's what separates comic books from like novels and, and, and everything else. Not saying novels don't tell great stories, they do. But this marriage of writing and beautiful artwork, like like Miller and Copel have done here, and like Weeks and King, uh, it's it's peanut butter and fucking jelly, man. It's 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 uh, strawberry vanilla and chocolate. It's everything that goes fucking well together. It's bourbon and cigars. It's it's all that stuff. Uh, and I, I don't think people realize that. And that's just kind of the word I'm trying to get out is that comic books are fucking amazing. The movies have finally caught on. To say, holy shit, man, there's a lot of good source material here. Let's make a movie just like this and can just kind of change a few things to make it current. And, oh, my God, we just made $2 billion. Oh, shit, let's circle jerk. So that's where all these stories come from. I could totally see this fucking being on Netflix, uh, HBO. I mean, you know, you can say that about a lot of shows. Gideon Falls is one that is definitely going to be somewhere. Uh, it just has to be because it's that good of a story. So, Magic Order wins the day for me, um, it, it, or the week, I guess. It's the it's the champ right now. It, if it keeps going this strong, it's definitely going to be my 2018. It's on time, and it's great. And what more can you ask in a fucking comic book, right? Um, but yeah, guys, and that's all I got. Let me see, Magic Order, Gideon Falls, Batman, Batman. Uh, Black Order, Carnage, yeah, man, that's that's all I got. Um, it's just it, it's it's fantastic stuff. I love it. I hope you love it. Um, I really want to get people out to the comic shops, man. Please get out to your comic shop. Support that shit. Um, I did. I wanted to go to one in Seattle, but I didn't get a chance to uh, because I was busy doing like important shit. <laughs> but I can't even say that with straight face either. But, uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in on Friday for me. Uh, I know you got other shit you'd probably rather be doing, and maybe you're doing that, too. I don't care. You can always click me on and leave. You know, just, hey, the view still counts, right? Yeah. Um, But I will be going to Dragon Con at the end of the month, and I'm going to be doing some, um, I'm going to call it Gorilla Interviews. Like, I'm just going to walk up and be like, hey, motherfucker, answer these questions. I'm going to kick your ass. No. Um, I'm, I'm really going to try to try to get some some, some cool people to talk to. Uh, I'm thinking about having, like, a giant-sized team-up, like, show, like, with all these goofy fuckers, and we'll try to do a live show and try to get everybody in the shot and everybody a chance to speak and everything. I think that would be pretty cool because uh, they're good dudes, and they, there's great shows on the network, and you guys need to uh, check it out um yes jason jason brings up a great point i did go to the pop culture museum in seattle it was amazing it was so awesome guys if you ever get a chance to get out there you gotta go see it like i went to disney this place killed disney i mean they had the actual costumes that they wore in the movies they had actual pages like not i mean the original pages from books like Frank Miller's Daredevil, uh, Frank Miller's Wolverine, um, they had some old Iron Man, old Hulk, old Avengers pages. Um, just like, just really, really, really cool stuff. Loki's helmet, Thor's hammer, uh, Wolverine's adamantium claw. I mean, just so many cool, authentic things. Man, I could have stayed. I could stay all day in that place. Uh, we actually had an event to go to. And we were really late, too, because they were all waiting on me and our president, Brian O'Neill, who would not leave either. Because Brian's into this shit, is you know, maybe not as much as I am, but he's into it a lot. And he was like, oh, my God, look at this. Oh, my God, look at this. Uh, there's actually a picture of me taking a picture of the Captain America outfit from First Avenger, and he's the one that took that picture for me. Uh, so, yeah, very, very cool stuff in Seattle. That pop culture museum was amazing. And, and this, this, you know, I, I'm getting off on a tangent but this stuff is like um, it's important and I don't mean important I mean like it it, it resonates and these stories they resonate and some things catch fire and some don't and you may read Magic Order and go ah you know that's cool you know that's cool but you also may read something else and go holy shit man Gideon Falls was the bomb yo you know it, comic books have something for everyone, and you just gotta find that something. It's gonna give you a lot of pleasure, man. For for a, a few bucks a month, it's really gonna give you a lot of joy because uh, it has me for you know fucking forty years. So uh, I'm just trying to trying trying to just give that back. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But uh, be looking for me in Dragon Con, uh, then CincyCon's Cons. Not not too far from that um I you know I haven't my, my con stuff is kind of slowed down uh takes money guys takes money if you could go to uh, blaze or say uh, patreon.com slash defender, just check out my patreon there may be something you like on there uh, I give some extra incentive for for different tiers I, I do some some different videos and I really kind of want to do these videos. Uh, but no one's teared up, so I can't, I can't do the videos, but I really, really want to, cause I've got some great ideas. I always think about stuff I can do for you for supporting me and the show. So, uh, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in Friday. Uh, thank you so much for logging in and, and, and having me nominated for the podcast awards. It's amazing. It's awesome. Uh, just trying to make you guys proud So um, with that Get back to what you were fucking doing Guys it's a crazy world out there Treat people like you would want to be treated If you don't like being cut off By somebody that didn't use a turn signal Then make sure you use your fucking turn signal uh, If you don't like a door slamming shut in your face Then you hold the door open for the guy That you know is coming behind you Just little shit man I think it's little shit And if everybody did it I think it would be a lot better place to fucking live. I know I wouldn't go into a rage almost every day I get on the road if people were just a little bit considerate. So with that, guys, that's all I got. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll be back next week. All right, guys, Blazing Defenders out. Peace.